Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Leon Fontaine. Leon is senior pastor of Springs Church with locations across Canada. He's also been Miracle Channel CEO since 2010. Leon's teaching will help you develop your own personal relationship with Jesus and walk in God's promises. You can watch his program, Leon Fontaine, The Spirit Contemporary Life, weekdays on Miracle Channel. In this episode, Leon answers the question, as Christians, is it okay to judge those around us? Let's dive into the message. The Bible very clearly says that we are to judge people by their fruits. We are to look at the fruit in their life. When you look at a tree, what kind of fruit is it bearing? If it's lemons, it's a lemon tree. If it's crab apples, it's a crab apple tree. If it's not bearing fruit, it's not bearing fruit. Okay? Uh, if it's all sour, it's a sour tree. <laughs> so we are. Now, the word f- fruits could be used track record. We are to look at someone's track record. You say, well, really? Yeah. If you're going to hire somebody for your company, and let's say you've got three or four employees, and someone says to you, hey, I'm starting to go to Springs, and I want to be a blessing at Springs. Hire me. I love Jesus. A tear comes down his eye, and I'd love to work for you. We're going to believe God for prosperity and blessing. And you go, oh, this guy's a great guy at heart, and you hire him. Herein is why so many Christian businesses wah, wah, go down the tubes, because you're not supposed to just hire people. You're supposed to do a track record. You want to know their history of who they worked for. They could have worked for 14 companies, literally been fired from 13 of them, and then personally sued 12 of them, and you really want to hire that. Well, you know, I just felt like he had a tear in his eye when he talked about Jesus in Springs, so I just thought, hey, felt good about it in my heart, you know. You're not supposed to be judging people even positively. What what do you mean? Well, let's say your 16-year-old daughter comes home, and she goes, Dad, just relax until I finish the story, but I just met this guy. Wow, he's an amazing guy, Dad. He's only 39, and... uh, you know, and he's been in jail, but, 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 but he's really a good guy at heart. Now, he ha- has had three girlfriends, and he's had kids with each one, but, but, but dad, dad, don't judge him. He's really a good guy at heart. Yes, I know he owes the Hells Angels some drug money, and he used to be a pusher, but dad, he's been in jail, but, but dad, he's really a good guy at heart. Okay, that's a ridiculous thing to do. Why? Because you're judging someone positively. The Bible doesn't say to judge someone's heart negatively or positively. It says only God knows the heart. Therefore, you're to leave the heart alone, but you are to look at the track record. You're to look at the fruit that this life is bearing, and you have a right to look at that. Let me unpack some of this. I hope it'll help you out because I'm going to go to your marriage, and I'm going to show you why most marriages that are shut down and plateaued, it'll be because of this. So it'll show up sexually. It'll show up friends. It'll show up with money. It'll show up with, uh, I don't love them anymore. It'll show up in a lot of different ways, but the symptoms will all come down to that when you judge someone's heart, 
you enter the zone of suffering. And when you judge someone's heart, which is their motives, their intentions, they feel it. And when they feel it, they feel condemned. They feel shame. They feel uh, this condemnation. In, and that relationship is not a happy one for them. It's not an enjoyable one, which is why so many people go through so many friends, relationships, etc. Because if the relationship doesn't know how to encourage each other to change and grow, you will literally judge that relationship into a zone of being locked away. In Hebrews 5.14 it says, But solid food is for full-grown men, for those whose senses and mental faculties are trained by practice to discriminate and to judge, distinguish between what is morally good and noble, what is evil and contrary, either to divine or human law. The word here to discriminate is to judge or discern. So there is a ton of verses in the Bible all through the book of Proverbs that teaches us to learn to discern, to learn to judge the person that's walking into your life. But what do you judge? The fruit of their life, what they're presenting and their track record. Only God knows our heart, and there's a ton of verses that say that. He says to judge people by their fruits. By their fruits, you'll actually know them. So you can look at their track record. You can look. And now, if a person has got a really messed up life and they want a fresh start, the church gives it to them. Jesus gives it to them. If someone says, hey, pastor, I've messed up every relationship, every financial job. I've messed up everything in my life, my own health, my addictions. I got, oh, I'm a mess. You, welcome to Springs. It's so great to have you here. You know, here is where we laugh, L-A-F. We love you, we accept you, and we forgive you. No, 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 you won't be working in the kids' ministry, okay? Because one of your addictions is sexual. So it just, no, why, why even tempt you? So it's love, accept, forgive doesn't mean we just let you do it. Oh, you're, you were in jail for embezzling money. You've always stolen money. You know what? Let's put you in the accounting office. Why would we up the temptation? We're not. So I'm, making, I'm being facetious a little bit just to show you that the church is the place people need to be able to come when their lives are hurt and broken and they've failed, etc. Absolutely. But I'm not talking now about the church. Now I'm talking about your relationships, who you're married to, who you want to get married to, your teenage boy that you can't seem to connect with, your teenage girl that's doing her own thing and you don't even have a relationship anymore. One of the things that takes place is that we begin to judge the heart. Whenever you use the word heart in the Bible, the Amplified will call it the motives, the intentions of that person. And I've used this example a lot because it's an excellent example. If, if the service is done and I exit down this aisle, so I shake everybody on the outside's hand as I'm walking down, hey, but about nine rows back, the guy puts his hand out and I just walk around him and shake the next hand. So I shake everybody's hand who's on the end of this row all the way back, except for the guy in the ninth row. Now, he goes home to his wife and his friends. What's he gonna say? Well, he's got a choice. He's got one of two choices. He is gonna judge me on that, because it's just too much of a faux pas in our culture to walk around somebody whose hand is out and not shake their hand. So he's got one of two choices. He simply will judge my actions. 
Hey, sweetie, yeah, I was sitting there today. Leon could walk right by, didn't even shake my hand, and uh, I don't know if he didn't see me or what. Now you're just looking at what happened. Or you can go, baby, I'm not going to Springs no more. Why not, sweetie? That man thinks he's better than me. How do you know that? Did he say that? Nope. He shook the people in front of me, all eight of their hands. I put my hand out. He walked right around me. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't a person shake a hand that's, uh, he walked right past me. You know what? I'll bet you he doesn't even, he thinks he's better than me, but I'll bet he's heard some of those lies about me. He's a gossip too. He thinks he's better than me, and he's a gossip. You know, I wonder if it isn't because I'm short. I'll bet you he's a gossip. I'll bet you he thinks he's better. And he doesn't like short people. I'll bet that's what it is. And now he's got three things that he's judged my heart on. But the more he thinks on it, then he goes, you know what? A guy that would do that has probably got sin in his life. I'll bet you he thinks he's better than me. He doesn't like short guys. He's a gossip. And he's got sin in his life. Or he would. You see how it just builds? Now, the mistake that he made was to judge and ask the question, why? If he tells his wife, hey, Leon didn't shake my hand. Don't know what's happened there. Maybe I'll ask him next week when I go back. That would be the best way to do it. Doesn't realize that sometimes when you walk on off the pulpit, these bright lights, they literally make stars in your eyes. Your brain gets addled from trying to speak for 30 minutes straight without dropping the ball. And I'm just like a basket case usually when I walk off and I'm just kind of shaking hands and I don't even see half the people. That would probably be the realistic thing. But the second he asks the question, why? Why? Now the second you ask the question, why? You're looking at my motives. What was Leon's motive for not shaking my hand? What were, was his intention? Why did he avoid my hand? Now, for you married couples, you do this to each other all the time. I wonder. You see, when you start thinking too much, you always go to why. So, yeah, you know, but looking at my marriage, my husband used to come home, pick me up off my feet, twirl me around, kiss me all down my neck, tell me he loved me. He doesn't do that anymore. What's the next question? Why? Now, when you get to the question why, it's always best to ask the person. Not to assume. Okay? So once, so if you ask the question why, and then you answer it for yourself, you know, he doesn't love me like he used to. He's cooling off. He doesn't want me anymore. He's found someone else. It just keeps growing and growing till fear just, well, the logical thing to do. When he comes home today, walk up to baby, can I talk to you? Man, you used to come home, pick me up off my feet. I miss that. You miss that? Everything okay with us? You know, you're right. I've been letting too much stress in my life and work. Man, I'm glad you put your finger on that one conversation and you've got it fixed. Or your assuming goes on for month after month. Now, when you judge someone's heart, which is their motive and their intentions, this assumption makes you act differently to them. And when you act differently in front of that person, you get what's called sowing and reaping. You see, sowing and reaping isn't something that God enforces. Sowing and reaping is an earthly phenomenon. 
If you are going to judge someone, you're going to get judged back. Let me read you this verse. Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 and 2. Do not judge, criticize, and condemn others so that you may not be judged criticized and condemned yourself for just as you judge criticize and condemn others you will be judged criticized and condemned and in accordance with the measure that you use to deal out to others it will be dealt out to you again you know you know that verse that says in in the other verses says, given it shall be given good measure pressed down shaken together and, and running over shall men give into your bosom it's actually a verse not about money it's a verse about judging so when you judge, you condemn and criticize if you're judging the heart. When you judge the heart, which is that center core, that seat of their identity, when you judge that, that person feels the condemnation. They feel criticized. And whenever, if I was to stand somebody up right now and stand them on stage, and I just started pushing them, what's going to be the immediate reaction from them? You push back. When you push, people push back. So when talking pushes, they push back. When talking becomes critical or condemning, that person instantly stands their ground and pushes back, even if it's true. It doesn't matter. You don't put your finger on truth and then, and then criticize and condemn. And so this is the language that Jesus used. When he talked with somebody, he would literally say, neither do I accuse you. Go, sin no more. There was, a, there was a language about Jesus that was so beautiful, so amazing. So when it comes to judging people, condemning people, criticizing people. Now, Luke, Luke chapter 6, verse 37. Let's just put that up for a minute. It says, judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Now, this is not talking about your relationship with God. This is talking about worldly relationships. An un Have you ever noticed that an unforgiving person, a person that does not forgive, has got more messes in their life than you could ever imagine? Like, it's like everywhere they go. It's because when they don't forgive, it's almost, there is this sowing and reaping thing that goes on amongst people that they won't forgive back. And everywhere they go, they get so sensitized to every little thing. They're sure it's about them. It's like this guy who had never been to a football game. He just stayed around the house very negative. Everything someone said hurt him. And so he thought, well, he should get out. So these guys got together. Let's take this guy to a football game. I mean, what can go wrong with a football game? This poor guy, he's a mess. So they get him to, they buy his seat, and they sit down. And, and I mean, the kick goes off, and, and they run it back. And then it's the first down. So all the guys get in a huddle. The guy looks like this, jumps up, and leaves the stadium. One of the friends chases him down and says, what's wrong? Where are you going? Where are you going? The guy says, you see all those guys out there huddled on the field? They're talking about me. <laughs> when someone becomes judgmental, they just start getting it back, and everywhere they go, they see it. They sense it. Your heart is the seat of your identity. It's where you feel and sense. And by the way, it's not who you are that makes way for you in life. It's who you believe you are that determines your way in life.
And so your beliefs are powerful. To change the way your life is going, you must change the core beliefs of your heart. The key to Christianity is that when you give your life to Jesus Christ, your identity changes. You know, some denominations believe you're just a sinner saved by grace. No, you're not. Your identity is not sinner. Your identity is saved, forgiven, child of God. Will you make mistakes? Yes. Will you do sins? Yes. Does that make you a sinner? No, because the word sinner is your identity. But that doesn't make sense. Hey, does sitting in a garage make you a car? No. Does sitting at McDonald's make you a Big Mac? No. Just because you fall into sin doesn't mean that your nature is sinner. Our Once you begin to believe your nature, that Jesus Christ has forgiven you, his blood was shed on the cross, and you begin to believe these things, this identity of who you are rises up, and the power to break every addiction, the power to end sin, the power to live the way you've always wanted to live, to live for God, to live right, it rises up in you when you know your identity in Christ. So our conversations and how we respond as married people and our families is crucial that we develop a language and that our intentions are that we deal with the issue, not look at the motive. In fact, you don't even have to ask that person a lot of times or try to get them to admit, you just think you're better than me, don't you? Okay, why do you need them to admit that? That's your insecurity more than it is their superiority. Remember that people act uh, people feel inferior when they act superior. It's, it's the truth every time. Every time. Anytime you meet someone that acts superior, they're condescending to you. They speak down to you. Every time there's an inferiority there. Because people who really are at peace with who they are in Christ, they, they, have, they, they just love people because the love of Christ is in them. And there's an ease to accept people the way they are. In our marriages, it is crucial that we learn the language of, because the person you're going to live with the most is a person you're married to. And you're going to see every one of their faults. You're going to see all the baggage. You're going to see all the fruits. You're going to see things no one else sees. And the enemy will begin to tempt you to diagnose them, to judge them, to put your finger on what they're like or who they are. And even if you're not, make sure that you deal with the issue not with what you think is the motive behind the issue. So what I have found is that more talking is healthier than less talking. And you know what thinking actually is? Thinking. Not, thinking is asking yourself questions and answering. That's what thinking is. Okay? So in your head right now, you just ask yourself, do I think and answer questions? <laughs> In fact, it's almost impossible to think about your thinking. But that's what thinking is. You are, you are judging everything all the time without fail nonstop. Should you be wearing runners with that suit jacket? I don't think so. That looks cool. You know, your thinking is going somewhere all the time. It's always asking questions, answering, asking, answering, asking, answering, asking, answering, asking, answering. And that's what thinking is. So when you get God's word into your life and the principles of God's word and you renew your mind, 
you begin to ask the right questions and you begin to answer the right answers and your thinking becomes positive and exciting and fulfilled and you can have the mind of Christ. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Leon Fontaine. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.